Japan's Prime Minister has announced that more troops are being deployed to help the victims of the devastating earthquake on New Year's Day. Fumio Kishida says the number of Defence Force personnel in the worst affected area would more than double to 4,600. At least 78 people have now been confirmed dead. More than a dozen communities remain cut off by landslides and blocked roads in central Japan, where the 7.5 magnitude quake struck on Monday. Let's hear some of what Mr Kishida had to say at a news conference. The situation in the affected area is very challenging, but from the perspective of saving lives, we are making all efforts to rescue and provide life-saving aid to as many people as possible before the crucial 72-hour period following the disaster elapses this evening. Let's go live now to our correspondent, Jean McKenzie, who's in Noto Peninsula. Uh, and the Prime Minister there describing that it's actually quite a difficult situation, isn't it? It is, and actually that 72-hour window that we just heard Mr Kishida talk about, in the last few minutes, that 72-hour window has closed. It has now been 72 hours since the earthquake, and this is the critical time because after this time, the chance of finding people alive severely reduces, uh, which is really troubling for all the rescue workers who have been starting to look through these damaged homes because there are still many people missing, and it's thought that they are under these homes that have completely completely collapsed. Most of them are in the worst affected towns, which are to the north of this peninsula, these towns of Suzu and Wajima. Now, we actually managed to get into Wajima yesterday and we saw a great deal of destruction. Many of the old traditional wooden homes had completely shattered to the floor. And the issue with these homes is that they were built before some of the regulations, the building regulations were introduced here to help protect homes from earthquakes. And a lot of the people living on this peninsula are elderly, so a lot of them hadn't done the work to update their homes. And tell us a little bit about the aid efforts, because uh, presumably the, the damaged roads and the infrastructure is making it much more difficult to get help to people who need it. That has been the real issue here over the past three days, that the roads have been so damaged. And this is a remote area. We're on a peninsula, so already there were limited routes to reach people. But the roads, because they were so severely severed, they cut off some of these towns. Now, some of the roads have been re-established, but, for example, the search and rescue dogs, they only arrived in the town of Wajima yesterday. We know that there are still up to, though, a thousand people that are completely cut off. So these are people living in very you know, remote coastal areas or up in the mountains. They are not managing to get any supplies at all, so they're having to survive by themselves. So it may well be that the government now decides that this 72-hour window has passed, that this is where they want to redirect some of their efforts to try and rescue these people that are still alive but cut off. There are also tens of thousands of people still living in shelters because their homes have either been completely destroyed or they are structurally unsound. 30,000 people are still without power. 100,000 people are still without water. And we spoke to people yesterday in Wajima who were saying that even at the shelter there, there wasn't enough food and water. So there is an awful lot of work still to be done in terms of just getting basic supplies to people. Jean McKenzie, thank you very much. Let's go now to James Sims, who's a journalist and commentator based in Tokyo. Thanks very much for being with us. So we've heard from the Prime Minister, and he's painting quite a grim picture of the, of the situation in some of the worst affected areas. He's under pressure on a lot of fronts, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. I mean, he will be having his uh, annual uh, New Year's conference, uh, which is usually held at the Issei Shrine, which is like the most sacred uh, shrine in the Shin Shinto religion. 
Um, but because of the earthquake, he's going to hold one, his New Year's press conference in Tokyo. He just had one at noon after the uh, emergency uh, earthquake measures uh, meeting with all the cabinet ministers. And so in terms of this year, he, he's got quite a bit on his plate. He has to deal with the, the earthquake and the disaster. Um, he has a regular parliamentary session coming up in January. Uh, the government has already approved uh, some uh, budget measures to help with the people affected by the quake uh, from uh, budget reserves. And then he's also facing a massive uh, political fundraising scandal within his party, which took out uh, several ministers uh, last month. And, how, and does that mean that his, his political position is actually in jeopardy from what you describe? Uh, yes. He, in some opinion polls, he is in the teens in terms of support rate. And there's a sort of a rule of thumb, uh, which is named after a former uh, chief cabinet secretary, a 50 percent rule. If uh, the cabinet re approval rating uh, plus the ruling party, his ruling party, the Liberal Democratic Party, if that falls below 50 percent, and which, which it has in uh, many polls, uh, that will make his um, administration, it will make the operation of his administration very tough. Uh, especially once the parliamentary session starts and a lot of questions start flying at him regarding the uh, political fundraising scandal. Uh, just to go back to the earthquake, though, um, how is the response deemed to have been so far? I mean, is it, is it deemed to have been a good response or what, what is the, the impression that you get? I think it, it's been sort of a regular Japanese response. Um, that peninsula, because of it's a peninsula, um, I'm sure there, there's limited roads, and I know in some cases the uh, earthquake caused uh, great fissures in the ground, and there's been some separations of the ground up to like four meters, and so I know the roads have been heavily hit, but I know that the uh, self-defense forces or the, the Japanese military has dispatched um, over about two dozen planes, and they've also sent some ships that have um, roll-on, roll-off capability, meaning they can send smaller boats to try to send aid and they will also be able to land like trucks and other things uh, with aid and food and medical supplies and anything else that they might need. James Sims, thanks for joining us on BBC. Thank you.